With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of a Good Bowl Hunting Podcast. I think we're going to call this a Minute Bowl. It has been a minute since we've recorded, fellas. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm joined tonight by Rush Roberts. How are you, Howdy, Rush? y'all. Howdy. Everyone's been missing you. Uh, I miss everyone, too. And Jimmy, who I'm sure someone also missed. Hey, how are you? I'm buzzing, boys. Just got done playing hockey down here in Houston, Texas. Feeling good. <laughs> That's good. My nephew started playing hockey. I'm going to send him your way. Oh, nice. Yeah. In Houston, no less. I love it. The uh, I actually, this is not a direct response. Actually, Rush is the one who uh, said we should record something this weekend. But someone on Reddit got angry that we fired off like 100 podcasts in August and then dropped dead in the middle of the season. So I'd like to apologize to whoever that was. I don't remember the handle. Someone You're online trying is to drum up demand. Yeah, that's right. They're, this Let's is starve them for content, and then we just lay it on them again late in the We're year. We're the Popeyes chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's kind. Of, I was thinking of it like Tabata. Have y'all? Are you familiar with that exercise routine where you go like super intense for short bursts and then take a break? Mm. Kind, of how, kind of how we podcast. Mm. Not that, that I have ever exercised, but I've heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Tabata app, but I've never used it. Tabata, which EBITDA. is on brand. <laughs> EBITDA, that's right. <laughs> the, uh, so we, I think our last podcast, Rush, we were arguing about this. I thought it was before Clemson. No, we had, um, we had Blake on to talk Auburn, which was, I think, a week or two after Clemson. That's right. So we didn't we didn't stop immediately after the first loss. So give us credit for that. We stopped after the second. We stopped after the second <laughs> loss. Yeah. Uh it kind of I was focusing on that show that I did with Jay for four episodes, which also abruptly stopped with no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> listeners, you may notice a pattern with the way I do content. I go at something really hard and then stop forever. With podcasting, though, I feel like I've at least jumped back into the fray a few times. That's good. I mean, it's good to be back. And thank you, listeners, for, I don't know, those of you who are tuning in despite our absence during the mm, busiest time of the year for what we cover, college football. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, life happens and uh, I don't know, but we got a seven and three football team. Yes, yeah, so, I thought it'd be great to bring it back. Now we've got two road games against potential playoff contenders. So, if not now, when? That's right. That's isn't that one of A and M's fundraising mottos? I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's on a T 
t-shirt. <laughs> a patent quote. It's like, if you're not going to donate now, when, when are you going to do it? Seriously, when? Give us a date. We will call you. And we'll call you back every day. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I'm, we have already exceeded my predicted win total, which is exciting. <laughs> uh, I had us as a six and six team. Uh, so I still feel disappointment, and I'm sure I will during the next couple games. But, uh, but we did do better than I expected, so I can't complain technically, at least. How are you feeling Max. about the season? I thought the last game was against South Carolina was kind of boring, but in a good way. I mean, the final score looks nice. Yeah, it's kind of one of those games where this is pretty much what you kind of expected from Jimbo Fisher when you hire him. It's not going to be flashy or or attention grabbing, but it's just solid and you know fundamentally sound, just wearing him down. Yeah, this was like. <clears throat> JV Sumlin, or I'm sorry, JV Nick Saban football, you know, <laughs> run the football, control the clock, which I mean, I think A&M had the ball for two thirds of the game, if not more. Um, yeah, it, our buddy Chuck said it felt like homework. It kind of did. Um, but it's hard to, hard to complain about a win where, I mean, I was looking at the box score again uh, today because again it's homework and um we just really kicked the shit out of them you know it, south carolina only had uh, 260 yards of offense and they averaged 4.1 yards per play so shouts out to the defense um for a hell of a game and yeah. uh yeah it's like i it just feels so counter to what we saw in the Sumlin years. Like there was a lot of flash in the Sumlin years and like he would blow out bad teams, but he didn't do this where it was like, you just basically strangle an opponent for six or for 60 minutes and, um, you know, destroy their will, will to live. Yeah. And shout out to the defense for just, just staying on them and keeping them down till the offense could finally start to click you know, late in the third, early in the fourth. Because I think we ended up with over twice as much offense as them, but it it sure seemed like the biggest chunk of it came there at the beginning of the fourth when we had those two really long, one really long touchdown run. But the drive before that was a few nice little runs. Uh, I think it was four or five plays down the field. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the defense just was really impressive. I thought, and something that someone else pointed out in the comments today from uh, by the numbers, that was South Carolina's biggest margin of loss on the year. Mm. Also, the first time we've held an SEC opponent without a touchdown since 2015. Well, hot damn. And that was Vanderbilt, just to show that I know one thing that I probably Very read on good. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they they couldn't run the ball at all, which again feels different than what we saw in the Sumlin era. And I like that. I like when the defense just completely shuts down the run. But I guess every everyone likes when their team shuts yeah. down the run. Well, I think the tackling looking better too. True. Yeah, it was nice. I'm you know I'm still filled with dread about the next couple of games, but it's it's good to have a win. In you know I. I've just kind of grown to expect that we're going to have some letdown games along the way, teams that we shouldn't lose to. The Auburn game doesn't feel that bad to me, even though a lot of people had picked that as a win. 
So we've kind of taken care of the bad teams that we've played. We just have this really weird schedule where we play amazing teams and mediocre, terrible teams. We, we haven't really played any good teams. Maybe Auburn's yeah. the closest one to that. Lately. It's hard to tell in the non-conference the past couple of years because it's been Clemson and then like UTSA. We don't have any just run-of-the-mill P5 teams on the schedule. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking back to the last time we podcast, which would have been the beginning of this season. Yeah. And uh yeah, this this season has gone how just about everybody expected it to go. I mean, almost to the game, um, which games we would win, which ones we would lose. So there haven't been a lot of surprises. Um it hasn't been I don't know. Like it it's been drama free in a good way, I guess. I mean, you think think back to how much drama was around the program um between Johnny's two years of being the starter and that team, they're just like they were always in the news. There was always something going on. I mean, I'll be frank, like this this Texas AM football team, they're pretty boring. Like they're you know, there's not a lot of flash. Um Good or bad. I mean, so I guess it's kind of a nice thing that they're not, like, getting in trouble off the field. Um, They're not into this whole, like, swagger thing from the last regime. But they win the games they're supposed to win right now. They've lost to three of the very best teams in the country. I consider Auburn to be a great team. I mean – they're in that next rung beyond the beyond maybe the top three or four teams during that. They're right behind that. I don't know. There might be chaos the next two weeks. Uh, hopefully the guys can uh, uh, put forth a good effort on the road in two huge games um, against two of the nation's best teams. Yes. Yeah, ste- stealing either one of these next two games would make this season pretty awesome. In my opinion, I, I said preseason that eight wins would be pretty good against this schedule. I yeah. think especially if you're closing it out with a win over, you know, either Georgia or LSU in the last two weeks. I think LSU winning in the swamp seems impossible to me right now. So I'm going to say we, we need to beat Georgia, <laughs> although we're 15-point dogs to Georgia as well. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I'm totally with you. I don't know why um... – it's weird. We we beat LSU in the last calendar year, but beating Georgia this year feels far more attainable than beating LSU. Yeah, well, we already have a transitive win. Yes, we do. Thank you, Rush. Chalk it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't watch a whole lot of LSU and Ole Miss, but I did hear that Ole Miss was just piling up the yards. I think they had over 600 yards of offense. Well, LSU had 700-something, so... Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of surprising out of LSU defense. Yeah, it, I mean, it was kind of a bad spot for them just on the heels after a massive emotional win in Tuscaloosa. So I guess it can it can be forgiven to some degree. I don't know. it. What Ole Miss is doing now, their offense has kind of figured it out. And I say credit to the uh, A&M defense because – a&M in the last couple of months is one of the few defenses that's been able to slow down Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also college football is weird. So, uh, you know, it's like every year, one of the big contenders drops a game. That's just 
inexplicable. So I'm hoping that maybe that'll be our game against LSU this year. Yeah, because George has already done it. So Yeah, that's right. But, you know, if we win both games, then people will already start building a statue for Jimbo for his nine-win season. We'll, we'll give him a 50-year extension. Oh, the statue's already built. We, we'll just gild it if we It's, if we it's in John it. Sharp's garage. <laughs> he likes to sit and talk to it. <laughs> That's yeah. my mistake. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> yeah, it's so Benjamin Knox got into sculpting. <laughs> <laughs> I did not watch the Georgia South Carolina game. What what happened there cuz they won at Georgia, didn't they? Mhm. I don't I don't understand. I mean, I based on the team we watched. They have a bunch they of did. injuries or um I watched the second half of the game because I saw the score and was like, what the hell is going on here? Uh And Georgia, it it was just like, I guess that's why we love college football is like week to week. You never know what you're going to get from these teams. And I mean, Georgia just, they, their timing looked off. They couldn't get anything going on offense and South Carolina just kept hanging around, hanging around. Um, Was that a couple big missed field goals? And you know, you get to overtime and it's like anything can, anything can happen. And I don't know. It, I, I can't believe I was watching the game last night. I was like, I cannot believe this team beat Georgia at Georgia. Yeah. They're Helensky just looked off. He was not having a good night at all. I like to think that's in part because of our defense, but he was just not, I mean, he was missing open stuff. I'm concerned about A&M's offensive line and yes, ran the ball. Well, um, broke off a couple big runs that probably helped the overall uh, yards per carry average. Um, Georgia has only given up 20 points once this season, and it was in the double overtime loss to South Carolina. Wow. So, I mean, you look at their schedule, and it's like they gave up 6, 17, 14, zero, zero. They have three shutouts this year. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm, first of all, huge game for Kellen Mond. I think this is like, all right, man, you've been around for a long time. You're not a young buck anymore. Like, can you kind of take a team on your back and uh, perform well in a huge game? And the second is like, it's not all on Kellen because the offensive line needs to do their best not to get him killed. Yeah, that's the one thing that stood out to me about the game is there he's still just getting plowed, you know, every other time he drops back to pass at least. It's not good. And Especially, Georgia seven is way stronger than South Carolina's, I think. Oh, yeah, the yeah. the first half this week was frustrating. I thought the offensive line stunk. And then the second half was a little bit better, obviously. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but we've just had, I don't know, since Mike Sherman's, that one incredible line that Sumlin got to use his first year, we've only had a couple what I would call really great linemen, Um, Eric McCoy, and then it's like just a bunch of kind of average forgettable types. Do you think we're missing Jim Turner's pants? Uh, yes, yeah. we need the pants. Don't underestimate. <laughs> we, we don't even need the man. We just need his pants yeah. on the sideline. <laughs> yes. We need Benjamin Knox to make a sculpture of the pants. Yeah. 
Uh, or put a couple toddlers in those pants just to like walk around. <laughs> like Nebraska's big red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the good news about, first of all, I'll say if anyone's wagering, I would take the under in this game because I don't, Georgia is so predictable on offense and they don't have that much athleticism on the perimeter. And so I think they're just going to be, this is why I think we have a, a much better chance to upset than than we do LSU is they are predictable. They run a pro set that's not very dynamic. And uh, I don't know. I could just see this game being first one to 24 wins. Um, but if, it, if, if Georgia only gets to 24 points, that means our defense played the lights out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is fair, but I always feel like Kirby Smart is capable of screwing things up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's recruiting his ass off, but I don't think he's like – personally, I don't think he's like an amazing game day coach. Yeah. Yeah, he might get there someday, but he's still relatively young. Yeah. Yeah, and L- LSU, I just feel like they're too angry about last year and and too good on top of that. But Oh, who, yeah. Who knows? If, if they're 11-0, then they're going to be night game – Death Valley, they're going to be primed. Plus, Joe Burrow is like, I, oh, I've never not. seen a quarterback, you know, just take the strides he has. So um, Maybe he'll get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nervous about the Ags, like with the Ags are in his head. We need some freak turnovers, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. The guy yeah, went into maybe. Tuscaloosa and won. And um, We should pour Gatorade over Jimbo's head a bunch of times during the game just to freak them oh, out that'd be that'd be good trolling yeah that'd be fun yeah, that's a good strategy <laughs> um speaking of sec quarterbacks i saw uh tua which oh what an unfortunate injury for that guy dislocated hip he's having surgery tomorrow in houston yeah uh oh, and with an aggie surgeon oh really yeah i wonder where i picked up that tidbit what jeez oh, <laughs> what stalker location would have that information oh uh, uh, was it yeah. al.com it was <laughs> but uh yeah wasn't it, it i i didn't see it but i heard that that was the last series Tua was going to be in so that really yeah. sucks yeah they wanted him to practice the two minute drill up 35 7 i, I did <laughs> yeah i did see a prognosis that said he's expected to make a full recovery just obviously not this season so yeah. he'll probably still go pro I mean, I don't want to go real dark here, but surely there's people on Texags that think we can compromise our own surgeon to botch a surgery. <laughs> oh, it's been discussed in DMs on that side. <laughs> well, he's not he's not coming back to college, so I <laughs> oh think yeah, that's true. They decided to save that for another player. <laughs> <laughs> you only get one shot. The surgeon sabotage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe. Uh, Maybe before the gallery furniture bowl against Texas, we'll <laughs> mess oh, up gosh. a thumb a thumb surgery or something. Oh God, wow. we are going to play them, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, probably. This is actually a perfect year if you're looking at it objectively. Playing them in the Texas Bowl this year makes a lot of sense, but you know the politics will become involved, and a lot of people convince themselves that. We don't care about playing Texas, but it's so sacred that we can only play them if it's a playoff game. <laughs> it's a beautiful dichotomy, the, the Aggie psyche. 
Like if we, if we didn't care, it would just be like playing Northwestern in a bowl game. Right, right. But it's like, no, no. It They're has not. to be the perfect situation. <laughs> Your second tier bowl is not worthy of this non-existent rivalry. Let's forget for a moment just how far away both programs are from the playoff right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll be matched up in 2060. Oh, God. Don't they expand the playoffs to 32 teams? <laughs> I will say... I've enjoyed watching Texas fans begin to tear down Tom Herman after propping him up kind of like Charlie Strong. Hey, he's a Mensa. He's like you. Yeah, maybe he'll come to the the Mensa chat for support. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, am I still smart? (laughs) I'm smart, right? Right? Mastermind. Yeah. Oh gosh, but I don't. I don't like him. I guess I just uh, his demeanor. Something about him just rubs me the wrong way. Maybe that he's the Texas coach. I don't Probably think. Probably. I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah, I mean, even Mac Brown, like he annoyed me because we lost to him a bunch of times. But I never felt this level of disdain for him. Yeah. yeah same I mean, with same with Charlie Strong. Like I, I made fun of him because he was the Texas coach, but I didn't like dislike him like I do Herman. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That that is the thing I miss a little bit about the Big Twelve is just it's fun as hell watching uh the teams we used to hate and that still hate us. I shouldn't say used to hate, we still hate them. Uh, any Aggie who tells you otherwise is lying. It's fun watching uh watching them trip on their dicks. Oh, everyone enjoyed the Baylor game. No doubt yeah, we got about a, that. A full full slate last Saturday. Texas lost on a walk off kick walk off field goal. Baylor blew a huge lead. I heard, I heard Texas Tech lost, but I haven't heard anything else about them in a couple seasons. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, since Cliff left, it's just not as not the same. Yeah, not as sexy. Nope. Yep. Very good. I am also preparing for Jimmy, our new Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Is- <laughs> Is going to be recording in December. <laughs> it's actually a Call of Cthulhu podcast, which Excuse probably me? sounds even worse. It's like tentac- tentacle porn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to get everyone in the holiday spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're looking forward to that. The other uh, people participating are conspicuously absent from this episode. Jimmy, we need a counter podcast. You you should do almost like after the thrones, like just criticize the hell out of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. That would be fun. Just talk about what losers we are. I'd listen Especially to that. Because we know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons or Cluthu. Yeah, the, I'm the, concerned I wouldn't understand yeah, the the vernacular. The funny thing is that I don't understand it either, but I'm gonna run the thing. I mean, you do that with college football. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's worked. It's true. It's worked for me in the past. So I was like, why not? Uh, That's good. funny. Well, I'll <laughs> be only... subscribing and looking forward to it. I'm sure you'll be excited. Sorry for the interruption. I just saw this and I have to test it now. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how this is working. It seems like there's a big delay. Let me turn this off. Hold on. 
All right. That's off. Sorry for that. We probably won't include that in the show. I just, I had no idea I was capable of adding that into the, into the, uh, what do you call it? The chain. Mm. So now I'm even more excited about the Cthulhu podcast. Oh boy. Cthulhu? 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 Um, So you got those on a big delay. Is that what happened? No, they were layered on like simultaneous. Hmm. Your regular voice and the distortion. Oh, you got my regular voice too. Mm-hmm. It might not have been on the recording, but I mean, yeah, yeah. When you do it before, we could only hear the distortion. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll figure that out. All right. We ready to wrap this one up, boys? Let's call it a wrap. Let's put take. a bow on it. That's a All take. Right. That is a podcast in the can. Let's try to do one a week for the rest of the year. Does that sound attainable? You know, two more games, I think we can do it. <laughs> and then a bowl special. For, then we'll be feeling ambitious. We'll be back in August with a hundred episodes. <laughs> does it, how does it sound? Is it pretty interesting? Yeah, it's good. That's different. Yeah, I'm changing them now. My favorite's the goblin children. <laughs> <laughs>